0: This is From the Center with Deborah and Dr. Rob. We have a special podcast edition this week. We are doing it on video. You can listen to the audio on the podcast, but join us on YouTube to find the video version of this awesome topic, The Surprising Benefits and Power of Negative Emotions. If you've been trying to clear your emotions, to release them, to heal them, you're actually uh, giving away some of your gold. So this episode is going to blow your mind about how to work with emotions in a powerful way to have more love and success and be empowered in every area of your life. This is From the Center with Deborah and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of the Center of Jungian Positive Psychology, empowering women to live their purpose, go for their dreams, create empowered relationships with themselves and others. We offer world-class leadership and coach training programs for women with a mission based on the latest research in neuroscience, psychology, and Eastern wisdom. Now let's get ready for another inspirational episode of From the Center. Hi, welcome to From the Center with Deborah and Dr. Rob.
1: Nice to be here.
0: It's so great to be here on video today, and if you're not listening to, if you're listening to us on the podcast, be sure to come to our new channel on YouTube so you can see us on video. But I wanted to really talk today about negative emotions and the surprising power that they have.
1: Yeah, and um, it's really something that's um, not well understood. But uh, I think the Jungian model, uh, the Jungian coaching model gives us a good basis to start to work with emotions in a creative way.
0: So uh, when we talk about negative emotions, a lot of people think of uh, guilt, fear, uh,
1: shame, jealousy, uh, sadness, and grief, Mm -hmm. Uh, and anger anger and, and certainly anxiety. Anxiety mm-hmm. is uh, probably the number 1 diagnosis out there. Oh wow.
0: And so when we have these negative emotions, the ten a natural tendency is to try to get rid of them because mm-hmm. when we uh our like our egos really developed to keep us in our comfort zone, so anything that t- disrupts that comfort, the emotionally we try to find a way to cope with it and fix it, and we've learned ways to cope and fix with these emotions when we were really young.
1: Yes. So here's a basic model. Um, whatever environment we grow up in, mm-hmm. our, our mind takes a picture of it and takes an imprint of it mm-hmm. because it says, this is what I'm going to have to deal with my life. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's possible, right, that uh, this picture that I'm getting as a kid is what I'm going to have to deal with all my life. hmm but we know that's not necessarily so. But what happens is with most people, they carry that image of a chaotic uh, environment or, or maybe even a hostile environment uh, imprinted in their mind. They carry that with them into adulthood. And now they're reacting as if the whole world was this way. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's simply that Their nervous system got uh, an impression from early on of these so-called negative emotions that are now activated in their unconscious mind, and they're reacting to the world as if this was still going on. Mm -hmm. This this, this is a basic model of uh, PTSD, Mm. post-traumatic stress disorder, where a person um, has a, a, a difficult negative experience that imprint strongly on their mind and then they're reacting to the world as if they were still in that situation Mm.
0: or other situations as an adult trigger that feeling because the mind is perceiving it as a threat yes and so these negative emotions you know i want to say first of all that we all have that experienced, and it's a sign of a healthy mind that we have those Programmed responses. Absolutely. You know, we have those ways of really interacting with each other um, and with the world in that conditioned way.
1: Yeah, they're definitely there to protect us mm-hmm. originally. It's simply that we don't go to the next step, which is to, to examine them. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to examine your mind and understand why do I react to the world the way I do? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where uh, understanding the emotion understanding a way of approaching the mind is is super useful without it uh, again you're you're kind of playing Russian roulette with your mm. life because according to your past experiences and your interpretation of those experiences. That's how you're going to see the world. It's like an auto-response. Yeah. So we
0: have this conditioned response for our... And the emotions are really how we lock into those responses. So Mm. we we don't think logically, okay, I'm going to do this. We're driven by our emotion. And so when we're upset about something, we're actually accessing our conditioning, that imprint that you said Mm -hmm. that we have. And so when we what we tend to do is we've learned early on a strategy to deal with that emotion or deal with that situation, and we tend to repeat it unconsciously. And when we, we do that, we are really not free to create our life. And that's why we have the same Groundhog Day over and over again, because we are just on autopilot. Yeah. And so when we look at Negative or positive emotion, I want to say that they're not negative or positive. they're just energy. And so how can we take the so-called negative emotion? because positive emotion, we all want to feel it we, we don't resist feeling good. but it's those negative emotions that we' kind of mm-hmm. they really drill us and they really get us to react in certain ways. So how can we be more empowered in our relationships with others mm-hmm. and ourselves with those negative so-called emotion?
1: Yeah, you're right, I mean, uh, uh, emotion is the fuel of the psyche, Mm -hmm. Uh, and Jung certainly saw it this way. He said, without the emotion there is no transformation, meaning you can't really make changes, uh, creative changes in your mind, without tapping into those emotions. So there is no negative or positive. But the, let's say the individuals, individuals, we make interpretations as to what is negative and positive according to what's going to help us in those situations that we grow up in. So in order to access that energy, again, we have to approach the unconscious mind in a certain way, which means that we drop the positive and negative.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing, because think about conditioning. It's the carrot or the stick. We've been conditioned to uh, go toward what's pleasant, move away from what's not pleasant. And so when you say really get into the unconscious, we have to move toward that unpleasantness. And it's actually the opposite of our conditioning. And so when we go toward those negative emotions or those unpleasant emotions, then we can really start to change. Now, you know, one of the things that I learned, I did so much personal development, like, I did everything, the pop psychology. And I remember everything was about getting rid of those emotions. It was about like clearing them or releasing the negativity, um, forgiving yourself and all those things that I think are okay. But they really felt, I felt like I wasn't really getting anywhere. They were still coming back. And, um, and you and I were talking about the fact that we don't want to get rid of them. We don't want to get rid of these emotions because as soon as we start pushing them away, they got us. They are driving us. We're giving them power and we're not free. So what we need to do is, like you said, make them conscious. Like what is underneath this feeling? So let's take um, anger, for Mm -hmm. example. Someone who's feeling angry what if what, there's something that arises? Um, Jung says, "What is this disturbance that happened in my psyche?" It's like a disturbance of the force. So we feel this disturbance. We're angry. We're triggered, and we want to move toward it. Um, the mind will tend to try to rationalize or move, like get avoid to drown out the, the, the feeling, um, or try to like you know think, "Okay, it's okay. You don't need to be afraid," and that mm. positive self talk which is okay, but it's not really going to get you a transformation. It's really helping you cope in that moment. What we want to do is see that anger as energy. And what is it about? And I always think of anger, not as negative, but it's unexpressed passion. And so this is part of us Think about this part of us, our life force wants us to survive, wants us to have mm-hmm. these things. And so there's anger because it's like loving us. It's saying, hey, you know, this is wrong. So it's a good sign that we have it. It would be, de- it would be terrible if we didn't have anger, sure. if we um, people just stepped all over us and we were like just milk toast, just letting it happen. So anger is a good thing. You accept it and then you open it up and say, well, what is really going on? What's the threat here? What's this disturbance about? And you move toward it.
1: Yeah yeah because you can't really get rid of emotional energy Mm -hmm. what happens is we repress it we kind of push it away but it doesn't really go anywhere except Mm -hmm. into what Jung called the unconscious Mm -hmm. our personal unconscious and there it resides and then we have to expand more energy trying to keep it at bay Mm -hmm. trying to keep it down
0: like holding down that anger i can't be angry i'm a good person
1: that's right so really uh when this happens by the end of the day most people are exhausted (laughs) because they're expanding all this energy just trying to keep the persona uh kind of the facade of this calm (laughs) uh peaceful harmonious person uh, and keep that emotional anger uh, away, and that's exhausting. Uh, and some people aren't even conscious of their anger. They've repressed right. it for so long
0: that we, you kind of make excuses for other people. You compromise, and you just... B- deal with these minor frustrations but you don't really cope with it and you just don't want to make waves and then underneath it's just brewing inside and sometimes it's so deep because anger is negative is so negative and your if your belief is anger is bad you are not going to want to say i'm angry i'm a good person i'm spiritual especially spiritual people
1: yeah and so the good news is it's not about analyzing all this stuff and going through everything in your in your childhood. It's essentially that uh, the emotion is already there. It, as as soon as you're able to acknowledge and look at it and approach it in, in, a, in an open-minded way, you you start to see it, what whatever's there, you see it. The good news is that, as you approach it, as you make it conscious, as you bring it to awareness, that energy is now available to you mm-hmm. for a creative purpose. In, instead of using all your emotional energy to try to keep it away and try to keep this this appearance of a good person up, you're you're integrating it. You're you're acknowledging it. You're bringing it into awareness. Where now you can direct it in a mm-hmm. conscious way.
0: Yeah, it's it, it feels like this thing that you're running away from that's running your life, and it, it's like this shadow that just keeps following you around, and you 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 just can't be free of it, and it's running a lot of your decisions, it's a lot of your behaviors that you're do uh, and your state of mind that you experience. Absolutely. One uh, one thing um, I want to talk about anger. Everyone's familiar with anger, but. Another negative emotion, quote unquote negative emotion, I have to be careful, is guilt. Mm. And I've dealt with that myself. I mean, I'm Irish Catholic. (laughs) Guilt is like, you gotta be a nice person, don't hurt people's feelings. And so if someone, I hurt someone's feelings or um, did something that, by mistake that stepped on someone or mistake, you know, forgot something or showed up late, you know, the guilt was there. And um, for me, it was a regulator. It was, it regulated my behavior. So if I, as long as I had that guilt, it kind of kept me in line. It was like a corral. It kept me corralled to in right behavior. But I remember uh, I think a while ago you and I had this discussion and you said that you, as an adult, you don't need guilt, to drive to regulate you anymore. Like as a kid, maybe you needed a little for discipline, and sure. you're a bad kid, and you know you don't hurt other kids, and you kind of learn how to be a nice human being. But that guilt, as an adult, we are smart enough now to make our own decisions. We are smart enough to know what's right and what's wrong. We do have a strong sense of that within ourselves, but this guilt keeps coming back, and a lot of the guilt. Is irrational ideas that we learned as kids. So, for example, a lot of the women we work with that are in the a service industry or in, in, the, in the corporate world, and they're trying to get people to buy their services or trying to get their boss to give them a raise, they feel this guilt about getting the raise or getting that promotion or asking for more money. Uh, that if if they don't um, they don't deserve it or they're being greedy, and so all that um, guilt is is limiting them in creating a, a successful business, ask, uh, sharing their, their, their mm-hmm. gifts with everyone and charging you know, g- good money for what they do. And they end up like lowering the bar. And then every, the, what they don't realize is that everyone starts lowering the bar if one person mm-hmm. lowers the bar. So when, instead of feeling guilty, we have to remember that we, when we charge more, when we are more successful, when we go, we're lifting people up. We don't really serve the world if we're playing small. Now, it's okay, too, though. You can rationalize that in your head. And if you still feel a little guilty, I want you to know it's okay. You can let the guilt be there. It could be like a passenger in the car without driving your car anymore. You could just say, hey, guilt, come for the ride. I'm going to feel a little guilty. Mm -hmm. It's part of my old stuff. Uh, you know, my family told me don't be greedy, don't take on more than you need, don't be you know fancy and brag about your success. Yeah. And you, um, and then you you don't want you're going to know that that part of your mind is still going to be there. You don't need to get rid of it, but that's if you let it ride with you and and accept it for what it is and not let it drive you. Then you can coexist with it, and that's really real mm-hmm. power.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to see it, is that we're understanding the nature of the emotion. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to get rid of it, trying to control it, we're seeing what it is, that it, it's, a, it's the way the mind protects itself mm-hmm. and gives us information about the environment without having to logically process it cognitively, and, and that's a very useful tool to have. The the only problem is that when you don't understand the nature, you believe that it's giving you real information <laughs> about the environment when in reality it's coming from your conditioned past, from the reactions and interpretations you had to make in the past.
0: So my argument or people's argument would be, well, how do you know it's not real? How do you know it's not good to have a lot of money or not be angry or... And not be uh, pushy or all those things. How do you know that's not real? Because I grew up and, you know, mm. it's not good to, uh, you know, or the religious uh, beliefs, uh, it's not good to take on more money than you need. Or it's, it's, well, we know we, blessed know. are the poor.
1: <laughs> yeah, we know now from consciousness studies that our mind makes up a model of what's out there, like a, a reality, but it's really our interpretation of it. Mm and so it's a subjective experience now that's difficult for most people to to comprehend because we're used to believing that no there's an objective reality that we're all seeing and to some extent that's true we're all kind of seeing the same things but the interpretation that we make especially the emotional interpretation of what it means is totally ours and that interpretation is coming from past experiences, Mm -hmm. especially when we don't understand the nature of the mind. We think, well, my mind is simply showing me what's out there. Mm -hmm. But in reality, uh, you know, the anxiety, like I was saying, is one of the main uh, problems that people have the the nervous system, the mind is responding as if there's a danger mm-hmm. in the environment, mm-hmm. and people get anxious. Uh, even it's when, like a threat to your life, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Even when there's no real threat out there, your your mind reacts as if you know, like uh public speaking, for mm-hmm. example. A mm-hmm. lot of people react in <laughs> like they like I it's a life could. and death situation. Yeah. Always.
0: Like you feel like you're going to die. Like someone's going to throw daggers at you. The-
1: yes. And Yes, and it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person literally feels as if their life is in danger, mm-hmm. but they're not understanding that that reaction is simply coming from past experiences, mm-hmm. past conditioning, and, and they're reacting to the, the, the present benign situation as if it was a life-threatening situation and so things that are fearful things that we
0: feel guilty about things that we feel shame about um shame is another one where people avoid shame so they don't go out and put themselves out there and you know what i've been embarrassed a million times especially doing this work standing on stage saying the wrong thing i was on the news once and uh on a tv interview and something fell from the ceiling and i made this like weird face and you know it's just like ah you you don't know and it's like to 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 allow yourself to look like a fool every once in a while is okay and it's like the no one's going to die if you flub up and you make a mistake and so if we have shame you let it be there I'm like yeah that was kind of embarrassing but you allow it you integrate it into your life instead of pushing it away you learn to laugh at yourself you learn to take life lighter and you can even say, I feel a little guilty. I'm at the spa today and I'm, you know, having a, you know, a nice little glass of wine and I'm enjoying the sun and, you know, I know that there's people that don't have this. Maybe I feel a little guilty. That's okay, but it's not going to stop me. I'm not going to go right. live lower because other people aren't living at that level. And I think that we have to remember that part of our, our, our journey is to step outside of the emotional responses, to not be driven by our emotions all the time and to be really driven by a, a higher power within us, a higher um, part of our mind that wants us to grow, that wants us to expand our life, that wants us to live our purpose. And those emotions are there kind of like, you know, trying to get us back to Mm -hmm. (laughs) square one. And so when we work with them, instead of pushing the way we open them up, we're really kind of getting the keys to the freedom. And a lot of people, you know, for so many years, I cleared my negative emotions all the time and healed them. And what I was doing is actually throwing out the gold. Mm -hmm. And so we want to invite you to like, every emotion is beautiful. And if we didn't have the so-called unpleasant emotions, we wouldn't be able to enjoy the the pleasant parts of life. And life is a ride. It's not supposed to be this vanilla, everything's smooth and everything's perfect and we're just in this numb state. Part of our life and the passion of life is feeling everything and yes. being like fully alive. And I want to say one last thing. I remember... Um, When uh, my father passed away, um, I felt a lot of grief, probably the most grief I've ever felt in my life. And I just remember just every night for almost a month, I was like crying. I couldn't get to sleep. It was just such a... I knew he was passing. I knew he had cancer, but it was really, really hard on me and traumatic. And what I realized is that grief was a gift. And I thought, wow, I must have really loved him so much, To feel that grief, to feel so much grief, to miss someone that much, what I was feeling is love. Mm -hmm. And we label it as grief or sadness, but it's really love. It's that remembrance and and that that kind of feeling of, I I felt close to this human being and I'm really truly missing them. That's what, it's, it's beautiful. And I think we have to just allow ourselves to see the beauty in all those emotions, the anger and the passion of wanting to do what we want to do and the shame of like putting yourself out there and looking like a fool and the guilt of actually making it and saying, well, yeah, like... I know it's conditioned in me to not stand out, not be successful, to, to be like everybody else. So it's just embracing those emotions as they're really showing up because we're stepping out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. It's uh, Joseph Campbell says, where you stumble, there's your treasure, mm-hmm. meaning that these emotions that give you problems, whether it be guilt, uh, shame, sadness, grief, anxiety, if you if you learn to approach them uh with these tools they become your greatest gift your superpower basically Mm -hmm. because they give you that energy to to really make creative choices about your life which otherwise you spend just your whole energy keeping them away mm-hmm. and, and maintaining a, like a status quo. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a, a creative life. That's just survival. Mm-hmm.
0: And one thing I want to say before we go is that be careful of your tendency to want to rationalize the emotion so it goes away. My favorite, not favorite, but sarcastically my favorite, everything happens for a reason or everything's going to work out one day or this too shall pass. Those, they're really nice Facebook quotes and memes on Instagram. But what happens is that we tend to intellectualize the emotion and that's another way of pushing it away. Yeah. We're like, okay, let me fragment it. Let me dissect it, analyze it, and then say, okay, but you want to feel it. You want to just allow it to be there, allow it to feel it, and you're going to find that it, there are a lot of creative energy comes from that a lot of like writers and actors and um, musicians will and artists will say the emotions are what drives the creativity Mm -hmm. so if they can do that with art imagine what you can do with your life so what a great great topic huh let's feel it so uh, thank you for joining us on from the center with deborah and dr rob please join us on our itunes show make sure you subscribe to from the center and also join us on our new youtube channel we have a new youtube channel called from the center as well the center of young and positive psychology and we are going to be posting new videos there fresh out of the gate and uh, interacting with you there as well
1: yes so we'll see you next time Thanks take for care tuning in.
0: Thank you for joining us from the center with Deborah and Dr. Rob. And if you would like to make sure you don't miss an episode, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Google play. We are also available on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just find us by searching for from the center with Deborah and Dr. Rob. You can also find out more about us by joining us on our website at thecenterofjpp.com. We offer world-class coach training and leadership programs, live events, and transformational courses for you to live your best life based on Jungian positive psychology. We hope to see you soon and believe in your biggest dreams.